0: In 1924, Turkish leader Kemal Ataturk officially abolished the Ottoman Caliphate. Today, most Western discussions of the Islamic State of Iraq and al-Sham, ISIS, the extremist group that has declared a caliphate across much of Iraq and Syria, begin by referencing this event as if it were a profound turning point in Islamic history. Some contemporary Islamists think of it this way, too. There's a reason, for example, that Lion Cub, the Muslim Brotherhood's children's publication, once awarded the Jewish traitor Ataturk multiple first prizes in its Know the Enemies of Your Religion contest. Even if today's Islamists reference the Ottomans, though, most of them are much more focused on trying to recreate earlier caliphates. The era of the four rightly guided caliphs, who ruled immediately after Muhammad's death in the 7th century, for example, or the Abbasid Caliphate, which existed in one form or another from the 9th to the 13th centuries, before being officially abolished by the Mongols. By conflating the 19th century Ottoman royal family with these caliphs from a millennium ago or more, Western pundits and nostalgic Muslim thinkers alike have built up a narrative of the Caliphate as an enduring institution, central to Islam and Islamic thought between the 7th and 12th centuries. In fact, the Caliphate is a political or religious idea whose relevance has waxed and waned according to circumstance. The Caliphate's more recent history under the Ottomans shows why the institution might be better thought of as a political fantasy, a blank slate just as nebulous as the dictatorship of the proletariat, that contemporary Islamists are largely making up as they go along. If it weren't, ISIS could not so readily use the same term to describe their rogue and bloody statelet that Muslim British businessmen use to articulate the idea of an elected and democratic leader for the Islamic world. What's more, The story of the Ottoman Caliphate also suggests that in trying to realize almost any version of this fantasy, contemporary Islamists may well confront the same contradictions that bedeviled the Ottomans a century ago. Ottoman Rebranding When the Ottoman Empire conquered Egypt and the Arabian Peninsula in 1517, Sultan Selim the Grim officially claimed the title of Caliph for himself and his heirs, In addition to taking control of the cities of Mecca and Medina, Selim bolstered his claim by bringing a collection of the Prophet's garments and beard hairs back to Istanbul. Centuries after the fact, the Ottomans decided that they needed to make the whole process look a little more respectable. So royal historians began to assert that the final heir to the Abbasid Caliphate, living in exile in Cairo centuries after losing his throne, had voluntarily bestowed his title on Salim. More practically, the Ottomans buttressed their claim to Islamic leadership by serving as guardians of the Hajj and sending an elaborately decorated gilt mantle to cover the Kaaba each year. To put the title grab in perspective, when the Ottoman sultan Mehmed II conquered the Byzantine capital of Constantinople, sixty-four years before Salim conquered Egypt, he had claimed the title Caesar of Rome for his descendants. To the extent that being caliph had any more purchase than being Caesar for the Ottomans in the late 19th century, it was largely the result of a political campaign on the part of Sultan Abul Hamid II to rally anti-colonial sentiment around the Ottoman state and to boost his own domestic legitimacy. His techniques included seeking to have his name read out at Friday prayers, and distributing Qurans around the Muslim world from Africa to Indonesia.